When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Debbie Delight, brought to you by ExpandTheBoxScore.com, with your hosts Ricky Valero and Chris Stoops, bringing you all the guys who should be on your fantasy radar this season and leading into your upcoming rookie draft. Welcome to another edition of the Debbie Delight, brought to you by ExpandTheBoxScore.com. We are recording smack dab in the middle of a Saturday. There's a lot of football going on right now. So today we are going to cover our quarterback rankings but, as always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Stoops. How are you today, sir? I am. I'm doing all right. I'm a little uh, little upset about how A&M's playing right now, but, you know, it is what it is. So, but other than that, I'm doing pretty good. I don't know why you get disappointed by these things anymore. Like, it's just, it should be expected, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, you're, you're right. Unfortunately, you're right. I can't help but dig whenever it just hurts even the worst, Stoops. I'm sorry, buddy. It's okay. It's okay. So, I... I'm going to bring a fantastic fact that I found out today, which is there is all, now I'm going to ask you a question. Now you could give me whatever guess you want, but there's only one quarterback in the last 20 years in college football that has started the season with an 83% completion ratio and have 1,100 yards. Can you guess that quarterback? So based on um, <laughs> your love for for someone. Um, you're gonna, I'm gonna have to go with all Joe Cool, oh. Joe Cool Burrow. Oh man, that's a that's a fantastic guess. Now, honestly, when I was doing my research on on Burrow today, that tweet popped up while I was in the middle of it. And I was like, that, well, first off, it's a very impressive stat. I mean, the throw to complete 83 percent of your passes through three games is absurd, no matter who you're playing. But um, I just thought it was a funny random stat. But um, yeah, I mean, my love for Joe is unconditional so <laughs> i mean you are the president of the uh the fan club right I, now so. i will say this and, and i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna sit here and say that i was the first but I, i'm pretty close yeah. to the first but i was i was on this bandwagon of joe joe burrow Hosman before it was cool i just want everybody to know that it's on it's on record i was on this bandwagon two weeks ago after the texas game and now everybody, every, I saw everybody tweet today about Joe Burrow Heisman. I'm like, I just need everybody to understand, I am the president. And <laughs> uh, no, I, I've, I've been impressed with what he's doing, obviously. But uh, I just figured a random fact about Joe Burrow to start the show. I might, like next week, I'll, you know, tell you about where Joe Burrow was born. I don't know. You know, you never know. We might, we, exactly. We might little find a little fun <laughs> fact about his hometown or something. <laughs> But today, folks, like I said, we're covered, uh, We're recording here in the middle of a Saturday, so uh, Stoops and I decided that we're going to tackle our quarterback rankings as they sit right now, heading into the uh, offseason 2020 draft, you know, your Debbie drafts, whatever your drafts you're heading into this year, we are going to cover our top guys. Uh, we're going to talk about the guys we think that you need to know about, obviously, and then at the end of the episode, we are going to give our rankings of the uh, top quarterbacks heading into the draft, so we're going to go ahead and dish, dive right into that right now. All right, folks, we're going to talk about our quarterback rankings, but what we're going to do is we're going to take the what I would think is like the big five, uh, the Herbert, the Tua, the Burrow, the Fromm, and the Eason right now, and we might talk about a few other guys here towards the end, but um, we're gonna, I'm going to let Stoops go ahead and kick, it, kick us off, and we'll talk about Justin Herbert first out of Oregon. Yeah, so Justin Herbert out of Oregon, we all know. I mean, he's a big, big guy, six five. You know, that's the that's just an amazing height for a quarterback at the NFL level. Wait, uh, he's just hitting at two twenty five. So for through the first three games this season, um, he's got a seventy three point three completion percentage, which is pretty pretty solid. Eight hundred and sixty eight passing yards, eleven touchdowns with no interceptions. That's huge. Again, as we've been saying, it's the first boy. You know, three weeks into the season, kind of thing. Yeah, we're in week four, but I've got the stats for the first three no interceptions they haven't played anybody truthfully actually they played against Auburn so that was a, a pretty pretty solid there so zero zero interceptions he's got a, a whopping negative one rushing yards it's not really his game you know he is definitely more of a pocket passer so you don't expect him to be 
you know, anything stellar in the rushing game, but he has accounted for 32 first downs. You know, ever since I, I've been looking at this expandtheboxscore.com, um, these numbers that they have on there are unbelievable. The first downs is one of the things I always look at. How many first downs do they account for? And that's in the passing game and the rushing game. So through the first three weeks, 32 first downs. Um, he's only had one fumble all year, so total yards, 867. Um, I went on and looked, and you're just kind of curious because you'd even brought it up before, but just kind of like a, a very, very early like mock draft. You know, where do people have have these prospects being drafted? So on CBS Sports, they actually have him going number three overall to Cincinnati. I think that would actually be because you know Andy Dalton, he's getting up there in age. Um, he's never been in, in my honest opinion, a truly stellar quarterback, but he has definitely gotten the job done. Obviously he's, he's done what he needs to do on the field. doesn't necessarily translate obviously in them, them truly winning and making it into the playoffs and all this fun stuff going far. But um, it never hurts to sit behind an NFL level quarterback who has been starting for, for quite a few years now to, to get that experience and get that knowledge. So if he went there, um, I think that would be awesome. It is still very early, you know, so whether Cincinnati even falls or, or, or ends up in the third, third spot, we don't know, you know, they could go earlier, they could go later. We don't know, but those are just some numbers on him um, through the first three weeks. So definitely going to be excited to see what he can do. So what, 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 what are some stuff you've got on him? Well, to be honest with you, Herbert, my biggest critique with him was early in the season when we talked about him whenever he didn't close mm -hmm. that game against Auburn. But there's a few things that I do like. Um, Herbert is like a student of the game. Um, and I say that in the way of like during the offseason, he focused on bulking up. He's already got like the 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six frame, which is massive for a quarterback and a huge plus in the quarterback position. But he bulked up and put up some put on some weight so he could take the hits a little bit better. Um, he's got a strong arm. His accuracy is on point. Um, he's pretty calm in the pocket. Um, he's able to break off tackles and make plays. Um, like I said, he's committed to being a better player, uh, not just uh, the way he you know the way he throws the ball. Um, he he only had a I think it was like a fifty nine percent completion percentage in twenty eighteen, and like you said, through three games right now, he's at like seventy seven percent, which isn't. Which just goes to show, and again, like you said, I mean, he did play Auburn, but he really hasn't played anybody else. But focusing in on the small intangibles of what he can do to get better, because obviously this guy is universally loved, and he's either one or two on the on mostly everybody's draft uh, draft rankings in the quarterback position, and he's going in the top five to top five in every single mock draft that I've seen. I would actually love to see him in uh, Cincinnati in this particular instance of this uh, draft uh, mock draft, but uh, I think he. He does very well in Zach Taylor's offense, but um, I do have a few a few issues with him. Um, he can disappear um, and finish the job towards the end of the game. He showed us that in Auburn. Um, while he's good at being shifty in the pocket, he when he gets pressured, he becomes super flustered and can be erratic, which is something that I think that he needs to work on. And I think that he's got the mindset to be able to do that um, because if you think about it, they don't really see a top tier defense year in year out with that division that they you know with with the conference that they play in but um if that's something that he works on i think that he's going to have some strong intangibles um i think that he needs to work a little bit on his field vision working on his second and third read when the pocket collapse um i think that he's ready just to throw the ball at wherever he can throw it whenever the pocket starts collapsing but overall herbert i mean it's unbelievable this guy was a three-star recruit to begin with and i think that he's turned out to be honestly I think the cream of the crop in this draft, um, he's obviously, he's my number one, um, just a little spoiler alert for the end of the episode, but whatever. Um, I love <laughs> Herbert a whole lot and, uh, I expect big things from him on the next level. I agree. And, and what's funny is whenever you, uh, were talking about the downsides, you know, I, I laughed to myself the way you explained him. It, uh, it sounds like me playing Madden whenever <laughs> I get my first read and I, I just get flustered. I just throw the ball and I hope my guy comes down with it. Exactly. That's exactly what he does. <laughs> it. And I think if he works on like, like, like I said, though, he's committed to his, he's committed to the craft of playing quarterback. So I think that he, he fits into the right system in the NFL. And obviously a lot of these guys, that's what a lot of this comes down to is these rankings could completely go out the window because if he goes to Cincinnati and Cincinnati still has a Dalton, they might be lingering to start a Dalton for a little while and Herbert sit. Mm -hmm. So his, his draft ability doesn't rank as high as others would then. You know what I mean? It will depend on where he's drafted, but I, I like Herbert. I like what he's done because honestly, 
he hasn't had the weapons that a that uh, Tua has that has that even a, a Burrow has right now. Like, you know, he doesn't hasn't always had those type of weapons. So, like I said, Herbert, I think he's going to be awesome at the next level, and I think he's I think no matter what happens over the course of the next couple months, um, he's going to stay in that two or three conversation unless he gets hurt. I completely agree. So the next guy we're going to talk about is Jake Fromm. What do you got for us, Stoops? Jake Fromm's my boy. He's he's my he's my favorite. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, out of Georgia, he's a junior. Um, so it, it, it's very very possible that he doesn't even declare. I would be shocked if he doesn't, though. I would be very shocked. Um, 6'2", 225, again through three games. Um, 75, 75% completion percentage. That's one thing I really, really have always liked about him. Um, he's always been very consistent with his completion percentage. Um, at the same time, I would like to see him, you know, take a little bit more, more take, take a few more chances every once in a while. Yes, he will throw the deep ball, but for the most part, he just takes those easy, you know, little dump off, um, easy, easy throws, which is perfectly fine. Cause you're just going to slowly move your offense down the field. So, you know, from an offensive, from an actual football standpoint, it makes perfect sense. Um, but yeah, through three weeks, 75% completion percentage, 601 passing yards. Um, five, I feel like that's not right. Anyway, five touchdowns, um, zero interceptions. <laughs> I feel like he's thrown, I feel like he's thrown more than that. Maybe he I messed up some numbers, no, but I, I've got him down for the, uh, 601 yards, five touchdowns this year too. So, Okay, so maybe all right. I just felt like it was more than that, but that offense, you know, it's it's just kind of how it works. They they are very not literally fifty fifty, but it seems like they they run the ball um, just as much as they pass it. So I just expected more. That's that's my fault. But um, again, negative three rushing yards. Just doesn't run the ball much. Um, he's actually probably less of a runner than than what Herbert even is. Um, so he's accounted for 20 first downs. He does have two fumbles on the season. So definitely like to see clean that up. Um, any turnovers are, are, are bad turnovers. And again, in the CBS sports, this, I would love this landing spot. They have him going to new Orleans. Um, would absolutely love that just to, to see him in that system with the weapons that they have. Um, I would absolutely love that. So what do you got on him? All right, so from okay, so a few things that I like about him. Obviously, he's got the big test today as we're talking. The show will come out a little bit later yep. against Notre Dame. I'm excited to see what he does today. Obviously, he's got Florida and Alabama, or Florida and Auburn on the schedules too. I will say this: he's not expected to do a whole lot in Georgia. He can, but at the same time, you're right. He's not always willing to. Uh, he's he's a move the chains type of type of quarterback right now, and there's nothing wrong with that, obviously, because they're scoring points. But um, at the same time, I, I would I would agree with you 100 percent there. I would like to see him do a little bit more um, with that offense. But again, and it's not necessary. I mean, Swift is a beast in that backfield. So the arm is solid. Um, the size isn't the best thing. Obviously, he's six two two twenty, still good. But uh, he's got the great accuracy, which is why I think a lot of people are so high on him. Um, he's poised and confident and calm in the pocket, which I just I just love that. To be honest with you, he can challenge you down the field. The one thing, um, his arm strength isn't great. And the one con that I really have, the noise really isn't loud for him. And, and why I say that is, is he's not as flashy as a two. He's not as flashy as a Herbert. He's not as flashy as Joe. But I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Out of this quarterback draft, if you told me in five years that Jake Fromm was the best quarterback in this draft, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. Like, it, it, like, I wholeheartedly believe that he is going to go into the pro day and during the combine, and he's just going to light the world on fire. I personally can see, and again, a lot of variables happen between now and, and February, March, April, May, but I truly think that he could play his way into the top 15 of this draft based on his ability and his raw capability. He has not, and, like a, and Stoops, you said it good too, He's never really been asked to just go out there and throw the football and win the football game every week. He doesn't have to. He's got the talent around him. Swift's a very good running back that takes care of the ball and, and just is a driving horse. He gets the ball down the field. His his stats aren't flashy. I mean, 600 yards in three games is not flashy at all. I mean, you're two, averaging 200 yards a game. 75% completion ratio. I, I love that. I mean, I love a guy, especially in college level, that it, week in, week out, you're playing some subpar what i like to call cupcakes from time to time but you're still averaging i mean three out of every four balls are being completed you can't complain about that one bit 
But uh, it wouldn't again. It wouldn't surprise me if Fromm becomes the best prospect from this class. Exactly, and like you said, he's just not expected to. to as we both said he's just not expected to to throw the ball a whole lot. So just to compare, he in 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 all of his his college career so far, basically freshman, sophomore, and now his junior season, 654 passing attempts compared to Justin Herbert's. Yes, Herbert has a whole extra season on him, but even to that, Justin Herbert's thrown the ball 970 times. So you look at that, totally different offenses, totally different players within their schemes. So that kind of plays a huge factor into it. But to 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 say that he he's not expected to do a lot, I think is a benefit to him. So when he does get to that NFL level, he's not, you know, from a, which not to go to Mahomes, but when you go to tech, you throw the ball 70 times a game. Exactly. So you just kind of think, well, when you get to that NFL level, like your arm's shot, obviously Mahomes has said it's not, but um, <laughs> it, it's just one of those where you don't have many pass attempts. So you're, you have a, a more fresh arm, you know, which I think will help him long-term. I agree 100%. And the next guy we're going to talk about is probably the most controversial guy we're going to talk about on the podcast because <laughs> neither one of us are as high on this next gentleman. And uh, we're going to talk about Tua. Yep. So we've got Tua, um, 6 1, 2 19 again through three games. Um, good, good completion percentage as well 75.8, 996 passing yards. Um, loses 12 touchdowns, no interceptions. He almost threw an interception today. He almost threw one today, but they, they it hit the ground. They didn't come up with it. So 37 rushing yards, um, one rushing touchdown counts for 34 first downs, no fumbles. Um, so he's got 1,033 total yards right now, uh, or, or before the week four game today, which I'll get to those stats here in a second. But in the CBS sports, they actually have him going um, to Oakland, um, which, you know, Derek Carr has been um, – I was real high on him when I he was younger, and I actually love, drafted him the I right year. I still love Derek Carr. I, I do. You still – okay. I, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence with him. Okay. I he hasn't been know. saying he hasn't been the same since the injury though. That, I will say true. That. Prior to that injury, he was in the talks to win the MVP that year. I didn't mean to cut you off there, Steve. But You're good. Um, he was in the talks for the MVP that year, and then he got hurt. And I think that it's it's kind of been down downhill since then. I don't think the Raiders have really helped surround him with the talent. Obviously, they tried to this off season, and we saw what happened. <laughs> I think he's looked a lot better this year, but. He's just maybe I, I think it's pot- potentially possible that if he goes somewhere else, he might do a little bit better. But sorry, back to Tua. No, and I would I would agree. Um, it just just him in Oakland. It just and and, and the the scheme like they just they like to run the ball obviously, and they've got Josh Jacobs back there. You know, and they just need to get some younger talent there. I don't know what Gruden. He just seemed to to look at the average age and say, "Oh, you're 34. Let's bring you in. You're 32. Let's bring you in." So. It just seemed to get a bunch of older guys aside from the draft, obviously. But now this week against Southern Miss, um, Tua had again, you know, a very solid game, 81% completion percentage, 293 passing yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions, almost had the one. He'll throw one, two, three throughout the season. It's going to happen. You know, there's going to be those arid throws. But um, another solid week for him. Only counted for seven first downs, uh, 301 total total um, yards on the week. And I was actually listening to it, um, and I believe it was at halftime or maybe at the end of the game, but 70% of his passing yards um, came after the catch. So a lot of them were just a a shorter dump off. And Henry Ruggs, oh my goodness, (laughs) Henry Ruggs just just dominated. I mean, he he caught one of those slants. I think it was maybe a 10-yard throw, and he just took it the rest of the way. And that dude's Fast. He did, Man, two, he did fast. that twice last week too. So exactly. So, and and again, as a quarterback, you're not always going to be throwing it 50 yards down the field. You're going to dump it off five, 10 yards, and your receivers are going to make plays. That's what they, that's what they're expected to do. And especially at Alabama, those are the type of weapons that he has. So, um, then he had what I believe it was a 20 yard touchdown to. Um, oh my goodness, I'm throwing a blank. He, Jerry Judy. Um, yeah. So he, he 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 makes some passes. Um, looked pretty good today. What do you got on him? All right, so Tua is is not uh, okay. So he's not my favorite quarterback in this draft. Obviously, mm-hmm. I think that if he goes to the right team, he can succeed. Okay, obviously, there's a few things that I like about him. Um, obviously, his completion percentage is obviously really nice. Last year, forty three touchdowns, six picks. What's not to love about that? Um, he makes plays on his feet. He had five rushing touchdowns last year. I think he's got a pair of them this year as well. Um, I love his aggressive side. Um, he's willing to take chances. I think that's the opposite of like Fromm. He does. He's willing to take chances. 
on the flip side of that is when you have a Jerry Judy and you have a Henry Ruggs, you you can take those kind of chances because those guys are going to come down with the ball 75, 80% of the time because of how good they are, especially Jerry Judy, who I think is the best wide receiver in this class by a, a, by a landslide. But um, the, my biggest my biggest con about this guy is can he do this at the next level without half the talent that he's got now? And that's the big question mark I have for him. Can he go to Miami and succeed without the Jerry Judys, without the Henry Ruggs, without the Harris, without these talented guys around him, without the top five offensive line year in, year out in college where he's not, he might not take as many hits. In Miami, you're going to get hit. Can he get hit? Can he get back up? I, I, I just need to see him in a game. And, and maybe we'll see it this year a little bit in some of these other games, but... As you saw last year, he he struggled a little bit in that Clemson game when they were getting blown out. You know what I mean? Like he really did. Like he looked off kilter in that game. So that was kind of another reason why I'm not as high on Tua because the one time we kind of saw him, you know, 50-50, I guess the word, I don't even really know what the word I'm looking for right now is, he didn't look that great. So Clemson has, uh, if they face Clemson again this year, I think they blow the doors off Clemson right now. But that's beside the point because Clemson's breaking my heart right now. But <laughs> they have a NFL, what? I mean, they probably have, what, maybe five guys that get drafted in the first round? I mean, Ruggs and Judy are both going to be taken in the top 20 of this year's draft. Hands down. Not even a, like, Ruggs is slowly creeping up draft boards as we're talking. I think they had him, I think in that CBS draft, they had him going in the top, uh, let's see, I think they had him going to Green Bay, if I remember. No, they had him going 20th to the Raiders. That would be pretty pretty crazy if Tua Oh, and man, Ruggs, yeah. Tua, I mean, to be honest with you, they'd have Tua, Ruggs, and Jacobs all on the same team, which would be pretty crazy, which... I mean, then he might be able to succeed with that. I mean, I, actually, I would love that. I mean, to be honest with you, to have Williams, Ruggs, Tua, and Jacobs, that would be a pretty awesome four going into. Um, and then, of course, Darren Waller has really Darren Waller, yeah. That would be pretty solid. I mean, uh, he would walk into some really solid stuff. Obviously, that's you know how CBS has it. But the biggest knock I have on Tua is the talent around him. And maybe he goes out and maybe he sh- he proves – I don't even say prove me wrong because I think in the right system he'll be a good quarterback in the pro. But I just don't think that he is as good as a Fromm or a Herbert or and, – and not to toot my boy's horn, but I don't think he's as good as a Burrow in my opinion. I think that these guys are a little bit better. I think they're better quarterbacks. And I think that you can go a little bit further with those guys right now than you can with Tua. And I, I agree. And again, like you said, we uh, we are a, a I would say quite a bit lower on Tua than than what most of you know draft Twitter and Debbie Twitter. Um, everyone loves Tua. They absolutely love Tua. I mean, that's the thing. It's tank for Tua. You know what I mean? It's not tank that, for anybody you know, else. It's tank for Tua. And I think maybe it's, maybe it's just Tua because it just flows better. Tank for oh, you could do tank for, tank for Jake. Right, that might work. That might work. I mean, take for I'm Burrow. Start, I'm gonna start I like that tank one. for Burrow. I mean, I either you know, you know, I'd rather tank for Burrow, but that's beside the yeah, point. Yeah, right. right. I mean, you know, but that's just my love for. We're gonna Burrow. start a new hashtag. We're, we're gonna we're gonna get rid of this tank for Tua. We're gonna start a new one. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I think the other thing that uh, the other thing that comes across is he does play for Alabama. Mm-hmm. I mean, you hear way more about Tua than you do anybody else. In anybody else? You know what I mean? Yep. And that's that's just what it is. The next quarterback we're going to talk about is a guy that we've never talked about on the Debbie Delight podcast, and that is a quarterback out of LSU, Joe Coolborough. What do you got for us, Dupes? So, yeah, like you said, we've never, ever, ever talked about him, and we probably won't talk about him again. Uh, kidding, of course. Um, no, out of LSU senior, so definitely, definitely coming out. 6'4", 216 through three games. Just been absolutely phenomenal. Um, I know we've been saying this over and over. We probably sound like a broken record, but 84.3 completion percentage, 1,122 um, passing yards, a uh, 11 passing touchdowns, and and uh, two interceptions. So, you know, again, turn o- any turnover is a bad turnover but 40 rushing yards one rushing touchdown accounts for 42 first downs which is actually the most um out of the five guys that we're gonna talk about here in this little first segment so um no fumbles accounted for 1162 total yards they actually don't cbs sports didn't have him go on first round and again 
just, you, he can have a first-round grade and not go first round. It's yep. just the way that the teams fall, how they want to start building their, their teams. And again, when players fall in the draft, that changes so many things. So just because CBS didn't have him going first round doesn't mean he isn't capable of being a first-round talent. But again, very, very early, just some stuff that we kind of pulled up. But today, man, if you – I didn't – I'll be honest. I didn't get to watch the game because – um I don't have cable, saves a lot of money, but I, I didn't I didn't have access to the channel that it was on. But of course, I kept up with it and looking at the stats, man, I was getting some updates, just touchdown, 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 touchdown. My goodness. So 25 of 34 today against Vanderbilt, 73.5 completion percentage. So continuing that 70 plus completion, just essentially every single game, 398 passing yards, six touchdowns, no interceptions, kind of for 10 first downs. He just absolutely just dominated it. And um, it was a Jamar Chase. He that, that pass, that back shoulder throw to the front corner of the end zone was just phenomenal. And that was what, I, I don't remember exactly, from at least 25 yards out or so. Yeah, it was like a 25-yard um, touchdown pass, yeah. It, it was a very beautiful pass. I'm sure it's all over Twitter. I think you actually sent me the tweet. Like, just, you already told me about it, and then you said, look at this, look at this. So if you haven't seen it or didn't get to watch the game, definitely check out some of his, his, his video from there. But Joe Burrow's just... I love him. Um, and last season, you saw glimpses of it. I, I saw it. I was like, man, this guy can be special, but he's just not there yet. He's just not there. So coming into this season, I was really hoping he would take that leap. And I believe I already said this on previous episodes, but he would take that leap, you know, to be the guy and be be that elite level quarterback, you know, work his way up to that. And so far through now, um, he's finished his fourth game. So through these first four games, he's done everything that I I could have expected him to do to continue boosting his draft stock. And then just, you know, we've said it boost his little Heisman um, hopes, you know, as well. So I don't think he personally is, is as concerned with that, but of course, you know, once you start getting closer, if he continues this season, he's going to be thinking about it, but he's been killing it this, this, these first four weeks and just been absolutely dominating it. All right, folks, I've got some, Raw thing, raw numbers here for Burrow. First off, this the, the Joe Burrow fan club, you know, is in full effect here. But I don't just say this because I like one particular guy. I'm not an LSU fan. I've never been an LSU fan. But when I watch this kid play, I watch. I I see an NFL quarterback. Um, and, and I watch. I went back and watched the stat, uh, the game back because I, I hadn't seen the highlights. This is I'm really diving into college football full force for the first time this year. Uh, watching a lot more than I ever have before. And, and I'm watching each one of these quarterbacks week to week and seeing what they do and criticizing when I can and et cetera. But his, he, his coming out party started against UCF. I mean, he threw four touchdowns in that bowl game and, and gave UCF their first loss of the season. He had 394 yards and four touchdowns. Um, PF, PF uh, Pro Football Focus ranks him at 92.7 overall grade. It's actually the highest in college football for the quarterback position. His adjusted completion percentage is actually 87.8. Um, oh. Whenever they adjust your passing completion, obviously that's for drops and stuff like that, which is ab- absurd. I mean, which also ranks in the top of college football. Um, on target percentage is 88.9, which ranks third. Um, he's got an 83.3 percentage, like you said, which is number one in the nation. He's third in touchdowns, second in yards. Um, I love his swagger. He has fantastic swagger on the field. I love that he's, uh, he talks trash a little bit. I mean, he was looking at the sidelines saying, you know, point, giving him the number five to the Vandy sidelines, which I mean, Vandy's Vandy it is, but like we talked about a thousand times in this podcast, go out there and do the job you're supposed to do against the teams that you're supposed to. And then when it comes to the game on the line, I cannot wait to see what these guys do um, in the coming weeks against the bigger schools. Um, I can't wait to see Burrow take on um, next weekend. I'm sorry, two week, three weekends away, we got Florida. And then, of course, um, in two two games in three weeks, he's got Auburn and Alabama. The Alabama game is going to be a massive game. I'm really looking forward to that. He's got he's a leader. He's just got a strong arm. He's not afraid of contact. Whenever he's in the pocket, and he's this is the opposite of what Herbert is. Whenever he's in the pocket, even if he's getting hit and he's bouncing off and he's throwing dimes. And the big throw, obviously, that we've talked about a thousand times, obviously, is the closer against Texas. There's one more thing I'd like to point out, and there's a lot of criticism, obviously, because, you know, you know, yeah, they beat Texas and everybody, you know, Texas defense, 
I've heard several times in a several Twitter arguments. Yeah, fault me for arguing on Twitter, but you know what I mean. The uh, the Jalen Hurts uh, bandwagon is is strong, but like we talked about last week, I will say this: versus Texas's defense, okay, they're secondary, okay. Four out of the six players in their secondary were five star recruits, okay. So when he went out there and dis- and physically manhandled. You know, Texas's defense for 471 yards and four touchdowns. He was against four five-star recruits in that defense. And that alone is impressive. Um, he's not, uh, he's slowly rising up draft boards. Um, I think if this if this kid somehow manages to make it in the back half of the first round, I think somebody can will, will trade into the first round and grab him because of that fifth-year option. I do right now. I have five quarterbacks um, no, four, sorry, four quarterbacks slated to go into the first round right now, and I do think that Joe will slide into the first round um, based on that fifth-year option alone. And obviously, like I said, I, I, I see no way that Joe does not go to Alabama and do what he's been doing. I don't think they beat Alabama. Their defense is not that great. They gave up 38 points today, and they got gouged on the run game by Keyshawn Vaughn, who had a fantastic mm-hmm. game. And he had a little mm-hmm. bit of a coming out party today, which I was really, I'm a big fan of him. And obviously, you know, I, I think that he's going to be good coming into the draft as well. And we'll talk about running backs later. But Limscombe had a big game too, five for 68 and a touchdown. But if teams like the, if teams like Vanderbilt can, uh, you know, score 38 points against uh, LSU, I can't imagine what Alabama's going to do. But I mean, we've talked about it until we're blue in the face. The six touchdowns today were actually most in a game in LSU history. Um, I, I love Joe. I do, and I, I profess my love. I, there's a few things I would like to see him step up and do a little bit more. Um, he can force the ball sometimes, and that's one thing that has led to a couple interceptions, which is understandable. And um, there has been times where he'll hang on to the ball just a tad bit too long and take it yeah. and and take the sack. So I would love to see him kind of use his ability to get out of the pocket or take you know break away from a pass instead of holding on to it and taking the sack to throw it away. So I did say two bad things about Joe Burrow on this podcast. So that's all I've got for the rest of the show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I mean, I no. love Joe. I do, I do. But you know, I did say bad things. So there you go. Oh, and, and one thing I, I I liked that you had said was basically his his swagger. Yeah. When when there you know and and to go back to Jake Fromm is a very cool, calm, collected guy. He just kind of goes out there, throws his passes, walks off, stands on the sidelines. You know, yeah, he's he's getting his guys riled up, but he's just not a outgoing guy. Joe Burrow is showing that swagger, as you said, and and what I find, and I, I would say it's not necessarily funny, but what I find funny is. People loved Baker Mayfield. They loved how he was. I think it was the Kansas game, or I don't remember who he did his little thing. And people, they loved it. They loved it. But then whenever Joe Burrow is waving at the Texas crowd, everyone's like, "What is Joe doing? Why is he doing that?" So basically, they're being kind of. It's not the same people per se. No, you know. But it's just like you loved Baker Mayfield for his you know, outgoing personality and they, and they still do. But when Joe Burrow or even someone else does it, you're kind of like, no, I don't like that. So it just doesn't make sense to me. But if someone has that and they're backing it up, that's always the biggest thing. If someone has that attitude and they're going out and throwing for 150 yards, one touchdown and three picks, like you you don't, you don't have a right to, to do anything. Now there's a line obviously, and I don't think he's even gotten close to it. So we're fine there, but I just, I just love his, his attitude and the way he, he carries himself and, you know, he, he does it in a, in a in a way that I think and you know a top athlete does. It's just if you played sports growing up or any type of you know organized fashion, anything like there's just people that are that way and they back it up. Yeah, and the other thing about it is, hey, he's not crossing the line. And the other thing that I like yeah. about it is, I think that his swagger is giving swagger to the rest of this team. Like, yes, and that's the thing. I feel like and that's his natural born leadership that he has that quality that he has that has kind of shown because I think the other the other pieces and the tools of this offense have have uh have you know gotten behind him and said, you know what? Yeah, we've got some this is the best LSU offense has has looked in a very long time. I think I saw a stat and I'm trying to remember, I think it was was his name Jefferson, I think the quarterback a couple of years ago um for LSU. I think it was his mm-hmm. last Jefferson, like he had six touchdown passes in thirteen games that year. 
And of course, Joe threw six in one game. It was just, it was kind of funny to me seeing that is like, LSU has never been a powerhouse offense or hasn't been in the last couple years. And, you know, they've mostly been known for a defensive school. But uh, they're playing with a lot of swagger, and I like it a whole lot. And a lot of it has to do with uh, Joe Burrow. I completely agree. So, rounding out the top five of what we're going to talk about is going to be uh, Jacob Season. Oh, I'm sorry. That was what you texted me earlier. Jacob Eason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jacob Eason. Um, he's another, you know, pretty uh, pretty large guy. 6'4", 229 through the first three weeks. His completion percentage is a tad bit lower than the other guys. 692 um, but 768 passing yards, seven passing touchdowns, and one interception. He's got 16 rushing yards, and he accounts for 33 first downs, which is the third most out of the guys that um, that we've, we've touched base on. The biggest knock that I do have on him right now is three fumbles. You've got to take so three fumbles, one interception. So that's four turnovers compared to the seven touchdowns. You've got to clean that up. You've got to clean it up. Um, this is his first, um, well, first in a while, his first season being the guy, you know, he was the guy at Georgia and then old Jake Fromm came along and kind of took that from him, essentially forced him out of, of Georgia. Now he's in Washington. So, um, he's doing very well for himself. He's looking good on the field. I like what I see. Um, but definitely like to see him clean up those turnovers, especially because it is still early in the season. So definitely, definitely got to clean that up or it's gonna, it's gonna hurt his draft stock throughout the, the rest of the season. But I've just loved what I've seen from him on the field. Um, the, the throws that he can make, um, very phenomenal. Um, he is having some arid throws, so I think he's used to the offense. He's been working with them. He's got all of that down, but I, I just think being early, there's, there's just something that's not truly clicking yet, and hopefully it can click here pretty quick. But my biggest thing is definitely cleaning up those turnovers. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Um He's his his turnovers are a massive issue, and, and that's something that is going to be have to work on on the next level because obviously tur- turnovers are a quickest way to get you off the football field, especially in the NFL. Um, he he did it the one year he had sixteen touchdown passes, eight interceptions mm-hmm. his first year as a freshman in the SEC, which obviously the SEC is hard to play in, but still, that's not that grand. Um, he's improved a little bit this year. Um, he he's a, he's a pro style quarterback. Um, I think that's the biggest reason why people love him. Um, his size, obviously, you know, six, six, five, six, six, whatever, you know, whatever somebody has him, I think six, five and a half, whatever. I don't know what it is about certain websites. They, they plug that extra half in, but it matters for some reason. Um, he's got great field vision. Um, he, he goes through his reads pretty solid. Um, he reads the receivers. Um, he, he finds the open receiver. He's got that good second and third, um, uh, read that I do love about a quarterback because obviously you know when it when the pocket breaks down you've got to be able to make a play and you've got to see the wide open receiver that is that third option that you weren't paying attention to and he's got that ability to do so um, he throws with great accuracy he's consistent he's got a good touch on his throws um, he's got a very good quality arm um, he's another he's another one of those guys you don't hear a lot about you know what mm-hmm. I mean because now he does play um, for Washington so. You know, it's like, oh, he plays for Washington. Like, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, it's, I swear, it's like that sometimes. And, and you know, that's why we talked a little bit about his, the love for, like, a two. He plays for Alabama. Alabama is the most infamous school in, in the history of college sports. You know what I mean? And they, and rightfully so, obviously. But um, I think that Eason is probably the weakest of the quarterbacks we've talked about. Yeah. But that's not a knock on him. I think that Eason is a... I think that if he studies under the right system, uh, I don't think he comes out and starts right away. Um, I really don't think so. I don't think he's got that raw capability. There were some people that said if he would have came out last year, he would have been um, one of the top two or three quarterbacks to come out last year. So that's not really surprising either. Um, I am not so I'm not really big on Eason. I do think that he's going to slide down draft boards as the season progresses. But again, that's not a knock on him. I mean, I, I just feel like there's other quarterbacks that are kind of showing up and, and at the right time. And this is nope. not obviously this is not the perfect time for other quarterbacks to kind of sneak up the board, because like I've said a thousand times on here, like you have Steve Montez who who was high on a lot of draft boards heading into the season. Shea Patterson was, which I still don't understand why. I mean, he's. Like I said, I expect him in the XFL. Um, KJ Costello slowly sliding down. Costello was in my top five to enter the season, and Costello slowly, slowly finding his way into the bottom half of my top ten right now. 
So that's kind of worrisome for him as well. But I, I like Eason. I do. But I like other guys better. And I think that if he find if he's if he finds the right system, the right if he goes and backs up a good backup quarterback, if he goes to San Diego, I'm sorry, Los Angeles, whatever they're called. If he goes to they'll Los always Angeles, be San Diego. Exactly. No matter where they're at, they'll always be San Diego. If they if he goes and backs up Rivers, you know, for another year or two, maybe he you know, he hones into that offense. I just don't I think he's more of a, a one to two year project versus a come out the gate and start, which again is not a bad thing. You know, and, and being a competitor, obviously you want to get drafted. You want to go be the guy right now. Yep. But there's times where you've got your contract, you've got your rookie contract. And honestly, by not going in and playing right away, you're kind of guaranteed, not, not, not in the money sense, but you're guaranteeing that you have that contract for X amount of years. So you sit for a year, two years, whatever, you still have a contract. So then you come out and you basically, you know, now it's your job and now you go earn that big contract. So it's not a bad thing to come into the NFL and sit for a year or two behind an experienced quarterback. It's not a bad thing at all. All right. So we're going to talk about a guy that we've never really talked about on the show and and this time it's for real we've this time yeah, it's for real yeah no for real seriously we haven't talked about this <laughs> at all um and for some reason this guy is slowly but surely running up draft boards and by saying so i i think what he was taken in this es or the cbs poll jordan love was taken 15 to the indianapolis colts in this most recent poll so enlighten us, Stoops, on who Jordan Love is, because honestly, I don't see what everybody else does. Yeah, so Jordan Love, he, he's thrown for 710 yards so far, um, four touchdowns, three interceptions, rushed for 33 yards, no touchdowns. He has accounted for 27 first downs, so we'll take that. Um, 743 total yards. Against Wake Forest, he had a 68.8% completion um percentage through for 416 yards so you look at that great three touchdowns but he that's where he threw all three of his interceptions he counted for 13 first downs um and then against stony brook 34 attempts 25 completions, 73.5 so he improved there but he went down to 294 passing yards only had one touchdown did not throw a pick and he had 14 first downs so that's great stuff and everything but i i went back and i kind of watched the the wake forest game now i will be honest i did not watch the full 11 12 minute clip i watched about five six minutes of it so maybe he started to improve but what i saw consistently was um and it's just the way they run their offense but he did get the ball out very very quick and he did have a lot of zip to it. So that's great. You'd love to see that. But by him doing that, he almost rushes himself so much that he misses easy throws. He missed very easy throws to his running backs. And, and I, there was nobody within five, 10 yards of their, his running backs. And he would overthrow them. I saw within that six minutes that I watched, probably two or three that he overthrew that the, guy, the running back would have gained 15 to 20 yards. So just missing easy passes like that, you just can't do that. Um, and he seemed very relaxed with his throws, which you would think would be a great thing, but he, he left a lot short. He threw a lot of them and they ended up at the receiver's feet. Um, and he actually did, he, he just had kind of a very relaxed throw and that's where one of his interceptions came and he threw it in the end zone. So it could have been a touchdown if he came and just put that full force, like he does every once in a while, he would have probably thrown a touchdown, but instead he just kind of left it up there and threw an interception. So it's, it's just stuff like that, that I see. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm missing. I don't see what everyone else or a lot of other people are are talking about that's bumping him up so high. So if you see it, if someone sees it, let me know. That's great. Um, another thing I looked at was kind of red zone production. So this year, um, nine, nine passing attempts, five completions. So uh, basically 55.6 completion percentage in the red zone, 32 yards, only one touchdown. Again, he threw that interception in the red zone. Um, very little rushing, um, doesn't, doesn't rush the whole ball a whole lot. And I looked at basically his, his entire playing career in college, kind of where he's sitting there. So in the red zone, 53.7 completion percentage, only 296 yards. He does have 16 touchdowns. Um, and now he has two interceptions, but, um, basically at the time it was just the one interception. Um, so 19 rushing attempts, 71 yards, and eight rushing touchdowns accounts for 12 first downs. So when you look at it, it it's it's 
to me, it just doesn't stand out, you know, especially the completion percentage. And as we've said before, a lower completion percentage in the red zone can always just kind of, you know, be equated to, hey, I overthrew my receiver because no one was open or I just threw it straight out of bounds. So you take that with a grain of salt, but at least be 60 percent. You know, I don't know. He, he's he's low 50s. Um, and I'm just, I just don't see it. I don't see it. And again, maybe I'm totally missing it, but I, I just don't see how he can be a first round you know, talent. I just don't see it. Yeah, I look. I'm not. I'll be honest with you guys. I don't know a whole lot about this uh, Jordan Love, and we're going to see a whole lot of them here in about two weeks when they take on LSU. That yep. should be a fun yep. game to watch. Um, they said going into the season, I saw some stuff about him, and they said going into the season, the big, big two big tests for Jordan Love heading into this season was obviously against Wake Forest, and the other one's going to be against LSU. And in my opinion. He he. Well, he threw an interception that cost him, you know, cost him the chance to come back and win the game against Wake Forest. So that I want to point that part out, which is not very good because when the game's on the line, you've got to have a quarterback that can finish the game out. Look, I understand this guy is not playing with the the top tier athletes in the entire world. I mean, we're, you're talking about Utah State. I mean, to be honest with you, sometimes I forget Utah State even has a football team, but. You know he did. Well, don't forget Darwin Thompson went there. I, I Good did. old Darwin. I I did forget that. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> um, they have a great running game there. Um, they do. Uh, last like a, last week against um, Stony Brook. What well, I don't even like. What is that? Uh, but yeah. Stony Brook. I mean, he was 25, 30, 25, 34, 294, and only a touchdown. Um, that's fine. I mean, they did have like four rushing touchdowns on the ground. But this Columbia guy that was behind him had was eight and nine with for ninety three yards and two touchdowns as well. So um, I I just don't see it. I don't, guys. And the problem is, is you know he is like he. They're talking about this guy as, as a as a top two or three quarterback. This kid is not as good as a Herbert. He's not. He's not as good as Tua. And you'll you'll hear me complain about Tua. But I mean, I've seen so much out of Tua that puts this kid to shame you know what i mean i look at this and, and it is it's though it's 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 infuriating and yeah they play with two different calibers but at the same time Tua does play some competition you know what i mean like he looked good in the comeback in the in the national championship game two years ago when he solidified himself as alabama's starting quarterback um i, I just don't see it i um it frustrates me that we're having this conversation because i don't see it at all but uh i i sorry Again, I think I agree with Stoops. If wherever the love is, show us where to go because I, I would love to. I'd love to know what we're gonna, what we're missing. I and I'm with you. I completely agree. So the last guy we're gonna talk about, um, he's on the cusp, is going to be Sam Ellinger uh, out of Texas, who has completely thrown himself in the conversation. Um, he's a junior, right? Yes, he doesn't have to come out, but if he continues to play the way he does, there's no reason for him not to come out. But Stoops, tell tell us about Ellinger. Yeah, so um, we've we've talked about him. We saw what he did last season, um, phenomenal, and he's just continuing it this season. Seventy three point two completion percentage, nine hundred and fifty six passing yards, um, eleven touchdowns, no interceptions. He does run the ball quite a bit, quite a bit. 120 receive. Uh, I'm sorry, 120 rushing yards, um, one rushing touchdown. Accounted for 41 first downs. He does have one fumble, um, so he's got one one total turnover. Accounts for 1,076 total yards. So, um, and that's again against an LSU team. So he's he, he's done it against top talent. He was just phenomenal in that game. Um, again, I look at the red zone production. So just this season alone, 18 passing attempts, 13 completions, 72.2 completion percentage, 104 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions. He's got 13 rushing yards, one touchdown, and is accounting for um, three first downs in the red zone. So he's doing what I would want to see a quarterback do in the red zone. All time, 63 completion, 63, yeah, even 63 completion percentage, 466 passing yards, 20 touchdowns. He has thrown some picks. He's thrown four interceptions in the red zone. Um, accounts for 97 rushing yards and 15 rushing touchdowns and 19 first downs. So he is definitely a player that when you're in the red zone, if the pass isn't open, he's not afraid to tuck the ball and run. He's not afraid to get those extra yards. He's not afraid to to take on a player if he's, you know, 
um, if he's he's coming in towards that end zone and he's within a yard or two, he's going to try and get that touchdown. And it, it shows by him having 15 rushing touchdowns. So as you said, he is definitely rising up um, rankings, rising up draft boards. Will he be a first round talent? No, I would be very, very shocked if he even gets that type of a grade. I would, I, I would think he'd probably be a two, three round type of guy. You know, if I had to, to just guess at this moment, um, but he's definitely rising. He's definitely making statements and, and I just love what I'm seeing so far. And he's, he's got, um, Oklahoma coming up. So that's going to be, um, that's going to be a big one to see whenever they do, whenever they do play. So going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Ellinger, he, again, I mean, when I was watching that game, um, obviously watching the Texas LSU game, you saw, I mean, there was, he made some really, like he did everything he could possibly do to keep his team in that game. He really did. I mean, he just got, I mean, he got burrowed. <laughs> I just made up a thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, guys. That was that was bad. But no, I, I did see a lot of, he did make a lot of great plays in that in that game. And I just, I love watching this kid play. Um, to be honest with you, if he does get that third, second, third round uh, grade, you know, whenever he talks to his people or whatever, you know, when they get ready to talk about that, it wouldn't surprise me to see him come back for another year just because I think that heading into the 2021 season, I think that he could be in the talks of being probably the, one of the top prospects. You know, he could, it would be, you know, him and Lawrence would be obviously in the conversation. So I think that he might improve his position by stepping back a year and just waiting. But uh, at the same time, I mean, if he consistently plays the way he is, it would be kind of hard not to come out. You know what I mean? Yep. I, he was really good against Rice. Um, he had that 85% completion ratio in that game, which is pretty nice. I mean, I, I, I like to see that out of him. I mean, obviously the big game against LSU, he had four, five total touchdowns in that one. Um, he makes the plays. He's got the uh, – his his pinpoint accuracy is beautiful. Um, he's got a beautiful touch on the ball. He's got accuracy down the field as well. He's got a good velocity on the ball. Um, I do I do think that I'm – I hope that – when he comes to the next level, um, that he does not run as much. Obviously, I want to see my quarterback run a right. little bit, and and I. But at the same time, I don't want to see him get killed out there. At the same time, it blows my mind the fact that he had thirteen rushing touchdowns last year. That is insane. I mean, he counted for thirty eight touchdowns. You know, a year ago, that's that's crazy to think about. Um, in his in his sophomore year, you know what I mean. And and the best thing about it was is. So his freshman year, he struggled a little bit. You know, 170 passing attempts. Obviously, he was a you know he's a freshman. You know what I mean? He had seven touchdowns, six picks. The following year, he had 401 pass attempts and only had five picks. You know what I mean? His touchdown his touchdown interception ratio went from 1.2 to 5.0 over the next over that season. And of course, his completion percentage went up, uh, you know, six points as well. So that's exciting. And you know, it's went up almost a full 10 points this year. So. He's obviously playing a little bit better. They're throwing the ball a little bit more. Their defense is not playing, I think, as well as everybody thought it would heading into the year. Obviously, it was the big game against LSU. I, I do think that Texas, as we spoke about earlier, they have a lot of talent. Um, that LSU game, it, it was a minor setback in my opinion. I still think they could do really good this year. Um, you you were right. They have the big game against uh, Oklahoma coming up. Um, that's going to be an absolutely fun game to watch because I think that, I mean, obviously of Jalen Hurts, who's going to be, you know, talked about highly there. Um, but between those two guys, I think that's going to be a whole lot of fun to watch. But to be honest with you guys, I, I, I like, I like Ellinger. And I think that he would probably be wiser to not come out. I think in my opinion this year, but, um, but we're talking about him because there's an opportunity, you know, there's the possibility he does come out. And if he does, then, I mean, we'll talk about him even more, obviously, but uh, it would be interesting that the big game is Oklahoma. After that, they really don't play anybody. So hopefully he just consistently plays the way he, he's capable of playing and taking care of business the way he has uh, the rest of the season. So basically the next big game after that would be Oklahoma again. Yeah, but yeah, in the, in the, <laughs> in the championship game, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I you know, if he, if he can handle his business against Oklahoma um, yeah. and – to be honest with you, if this team goes what eleven, twelve, and one, I think it would be right. I think that's about mm -hmm. right, eleven or twelve, and then they double they double dip on on Oklahoma. Um, they're in the playoff. They're they're in the playoff, no doubt about it. And then I think that Ellinger again, it, it's like one of those things. Like it's, it's like Vince Young, and I always go back to him because Vince Young was a one year starter. You know what I mean? 
same, you know, same school. You know what I'm saying? So yep. he came out there, won the, you know, he went out there, won the Heisman, won the national championship game, et cetera, et cetera, and then just blew the doors off it and then, you know, was picked right away. Obviously, that didn't pan out exactly how Titans fans had hoped it would, um, but um, neither is Mariota, but that's beside the point, too. But, uh, um, you know, he has – If it's it's all about momentum. You know what I mean? When you're going into the season, it's it's mm-hmm. – like we talk about – You, you talk, we're talking about guys that might not have been even in the top ten in some rankings. You know what I mean? Like Joe Burrow. We're talking about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow was a, uh, wasn't was even in the radar of the top ten. He still isn't on some draft circles. You know what I mean? He's a second, third-round pick still in some circles. But, you know, Sam Ellinger was probably way below that. You know what I mean? I think I have – they have him slotted in fourth and – I, the one website I saw, they have him slotted at the fourth and fifth round pick right now. Obviously, I think he's played his way into what I think you agree with what you said, the second or third round. But to be honest with you, I don't see I, – I can see him easily moving um, up the draft board as well. But um, all right, Stoops. As we promised at the beginning of the show, give us your rankings right now as it sits. So how uh, – what are you saying? Like top ten, top yeah, five? Top what do we want to do, ten? Top ten is fine. Top 10. All right. So the way that I've got it ranked right now, um, number one, I've got Jake Fromm. I I just absolutely love him. I've loved him since the first time I watched him. Um, I'm a huge fan of Jake Fromm. I got him at number one, just uh, Justin Herbert sitting at number two. And as much as uh, we're not a huge fan of him, I I can't take anything away from Tua. Um, He's done it. He's been consistent. Um, That's why I got him at number three. I've got Joe Burrow at number four. I do think Joe, if he continues the season he's having, again, Tua is doing phenomenal as well. But I just think Joe's playing style, I think, translates a little bit better to the NFL. So I wouldn't be shocked if I have Joe jump to at some point. But as we sit right now, based on what we've seen um, over the you know the more recent years, I've got Tua number three, Joe number four. So number five, I've got Jacob Eason sitting there. And number six, I've got Sam Ellinger. Um, we just talked about him, got him sitting number six. Number seven, um, got Jalen Hurts. I... I and I, I'm trying to – I've been guilty of of when a quarterback runs the ball more than they rush uh, throw it, um, I, I've been guilty of bringing them down in the rankings for that simple fact because I want a pro-style quarterback. I think he is capable. Um, the NFL is changing in a way to where he could fit some schemes as long as the, the, the team is going that direction. But So I've got him sitting at number seven right now. Number eight, I've got Nate Stanley out of Iowa. You've talked about him on previous episodes. Um, phenomenal. Love what he's doing so far. Number nine, I've got Jamie Newman sitting out of Wake Forest. Um, he actually had a really, really good game today. He went 77.1 completion percentage. He threw for five touchdowns and 351 yards. So he had a real good game um, today. Number where am I aware? Number ten, um, Stephen Montez out of out of Colorado. Got him sitting at at number ten. Yeah. Okay. So I, I like your. Obviously, your top 10 is kind of eerily similar similar to mine with uh, some of the guys that I have as well. Um, coming in at number one for me, though, is Herbert still. Um, I, I still think that he's the – I think he's the guy. Um, I think he will continue to be the guy. Um, there is – from I think, is better. But um, I like Herbert just a little bit more than I do him. Um, coming in at number two, I actually have Jake Fromm. Um I changed it up a little bit. I was gonna go. I was gonna Burrow. say. Yeah. I was gonna go Burrow, but I got Burrow at third, and then I've got Tua at four. Um, I, I think those guys interchange. I gen- mm-hmm. I genuinely believe that Burrow will go from three to you know he'll. I think he'll slot himself into that three slot pretty confidently before the year's out. But at the same time, I still think Tua is going to be one of the first two quarterbacks taken off the board. Um, coming in at number five, I actually have Ellinger at five. Um, I got Jacob Eason at six. I've got Jalen Hurts at seven. I got Stanley, who I really like. I, he's just a wild card to me. I think that he's just somebody that is not, um, you don't see a whole lot of him, but he's willing to make the plays. I, I think that he's going to, I mean, I just tell you, I, I, I would love to see him make it in the NFL just because I, I love watching, uh, I love watching that kid play. Montez at nine, and I actually have Love right now at ten, just because I feel like we have to talk about him, just because everybody else is. I have I kind of cheated and put him there. There's a couple other guys that I was looking at slotting there, um. So I kind of just was 
kind of just cheated a little bit and put him in there. I think Blake Barnett out of South Florida can be talked about. I think um, Mackenzie Milton out of UCF uh, could be talked about as well. Um, and Brian Lewerke, I think, out of Michigan State is another guy that I think we could talk about. But those that that's my top 10 right there. And, and it's pretty close to yours as well. But uh, I think that top... I think that top four is going to be that top four one way or another by the end of the year. I don't think it's going to change a whole lot, to be honest with you. Oh, and another guy that I think people should really start to or still listen or keep an eye on is Jake Bentley. He got hurt out of South Carolina. Um, but Jake Bentley's a stud. He, he's He's got the, the skill set to be an NFL-level quarterback. So um, I believe he is scheduled to come back this season. But if Helensky keeps playing well, you know, who knows what happens. Um, but Jake Bentley's a guy to keep an eye on as well. Another one I really, really like, um, Nick Starkle. Um, he's at Arkansas now, old, uh, was an A&M backup quarterback. I've been saying for <laughs> For years now, I think Nick Starkle should have been the starter at A&M. So he's been doing pretty well at Arkansas. He's definitely someone to keep an eye on. Um, he's a junior, so he may or may not come out. He's probably one that will come back for his senior season. But it's just guys like that's kind of keep an eye on as well, who who may not be in a top 10, um, you know, definitely won't be necessarily in the, the big boards or anything like that. But definitely someone, some, some guys who definitely keep an eye on. Yeah, for sure. Especially, I mean, if you look at what the NFL has produced over these last few weeks, this coming up weekend, we're going to have the, like the 40, I think it's up to 40 starting quarterbacks this year already. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you're seeing Minshew out there, six-round pick, getting making plays. You know what I mean? All it yep. does is going to take one injury for a Nate Stanley or, you know, any of these other one of these guys that we are, a Montez or anything like that to be thrusted into playing. You know what I mean? It's it's already possible to, to make it happen. So it all depends on landing spots, obviously, but injury. I mean, nobody anticipated, you know, Drew Brees would be hurt. You know what I mean? So, yep, yep. you know, it happened. It's here. And, you know, Teddy Mehwater is the quarterback mm-hmm. now. But, you know, it, it, it is what it is. So it, it's all possible in saying that. Um, folks, do us a favor, obviously, head over head on over to expand the box uh, expandtheboxcore.com. A lot of what we talked about, a lot of the tools we use come from that website. It's a fantastic website. Use uh, capital letters stoops and uh, you get 10% off the uh, the entire package. I think it's a fantastic package, not just for college football, but they've got an NFL database and NFL DFS tools that are fantastic. There's some great articles, some great podcasts on the show. Um, I love the website. I love being part of these this group. It's fantastic. Head on over to Twitter. Give Stoops a follow, Stoops1990. Give the show a follow at the Debbie Delight. Give myself a follow at Ricky Valera underscore. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in week in and week out. And um, until next time, we'll talk to you soon. See you later. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.